Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Sharpie, and I've got Steve. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Howdy, Lisa. How's it going? Howdy, Sharpie. It's going well. How's it going? It's going great. All right. Good deal. Spectacular. Okay. Well, I wonder why it's spectacular for you. Coming to you live from Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa. Yes. Oh, are you in Saratoga? One of his favorites. I, I have had a dadcation this week. Oh, that's nice. So. Oh, I miss Disney. Now I want to go. And here's the <laughs> shocking part. I have not gone to a park. Oh, really? That's nice. That is, it's actually. I think it's just nice to go. Well, I think yeah, I've I think, had a yeah. nerd list about a quarter mile long of stuff that I wanted to do in the Orlando area, but figured that everyone else would think it was extremely boring. Mm. Okay. Have you been to any of them yet or you still got someone? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I started my, started my adventure last week. So that was. It ties in well to the. To anyway. today's show. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that that all this does tie together, but that's perfect. So tonight we're going to be talking about some of the changes that have been made at Disney. We are a little behind on this, but hopefully uh, we still have some good news for you. Uh, some good updates. Frankly, we had to let the blow soften a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, when the news came we out, had it was other things negative. to, to tend to besides podcasts. So we actually had to work instead of podcast. Yeah, so true. last week we couldn't bring the news to you because of the news. Is that accurate? That's very accurate. <laughs> so we're going to give you some updates, um, mostly on Genie Plus. And then we're going to tell you, uh, we're, we're going to have a conversation and it, it really ties into what Sharpie's doing now. And that's going to be, if Disney is increasing prices too much for your budget, what are some ways to still have fun at Disney and other options, other options. And then, yep. you know, let's within Disney and then maybe we step outside of Disney and find some other options there. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have some fun with this. So Sharpie, do you want to give us that update on Genie plus? So Genie plus has been an ever evolving mm -hmm. beast since it was introduced. Uh, I, th and, and I never used the paid system at Disneyland. Do you, uh, you want to give a yes. quick review of what your experience with what sure. I, I think, I think yeah. it's important to talk about that first. Yeah. So they had, was it max pass? I can't remember yeah, anymore. Max pass, yeah, yeah. So we did max pass. Love max pass now, but it was only good for a few reasons, which, which I didn't take into account when they came up with genie plus, I thought, Oh, this will be great. When we did it at Disneyland, it was $10 a person per day, um, which was a deal. Uh, and the thing was that Disneyland is a locals park. So people that go aren't uh, there for a vacation like we were. So we went and said, all right, this is our, you know, three days at Disneyland. Let's take advantage of it. And you could buy it per day. So we bought it one day and nobody was on it except a handful of people. So all the rides just show up. doesn't matter if you're there at 4 PM and you want to get an e-ticket ride. It is right there. You want to ride stone, uh, uh, what, uh, big thunder mountain. Were you going to say stone, stone mountain? mountain. <laughs> you want to ride a uh, big thunder mountain at uh 4 PM and it's uh 3 50 PM. It's there. And, uh, it's like, okay, I just booked it. Let's get in line and get on. And then the second they scan it to get you on the coaster, it's free again. And then you're like, okay, you want to get back on as soon as we get off and we'll just walk back to the line. Okay. We'll book it again. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So wait, wait, in Steve's defense, Stone Mountain is a local attraction oh, here yes, in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. So <laughs> yeah, it just rolls off yep. the tongue. Yes. It's one of those mountains. Yeah. So, we, so it was awesome. And it was a great deal. And we had a party of people that were all in the app. And all day long, I had everybody linked up and I would just pick the next thing. And there was no lack of stuff. And it wasn't all like, uh, I don't know, a ticket attractions that were just on there. It was everything that was great. And you could do them again and again. And because nobody used the system because everybody's local. 
They're just going because they go all the time. They don't want to spend an extra $10 times everybody in their party to go because they live there. And it was perfect. So I thought, oh, that's going to be great at Disney World. Not taking into account that the second you walk into Disney World, everything is going to book up in the system and nothing is going to be available. And you're going to pay all this money to have access to hardly anything. And then it got worse with Lightning Lane and everything else that got added on top of it as extra money. So it was great for a little while, the, the initial concept. And then it went downhill when it went to World. So that's the, it did, it, it was like, it was basically Fast Pass where you would get a paper Fast Pass, but you didn't have to walk over and get it. And it was very, and it was limited because most people now weren't allowed to get them because they didn't want to spend $10. Yeah. But Sharpie, you had some statistics about how oh, many now, people are getting uh genie plus. And yeah, now it's over 50%, right? Yeah, yeah. It's in the ball. It's right around the ballpark of 60% of guests wow. are buying genie plus. Yeah. So it's a crazy for Disney as a money-making thing. Yeah, so it's when great you for think them. about that, if 40% of guests are not using it, 40% of guests are going into the standby line. 60% of guests are going to the Genie Plus line or the Lightning Lane. Yep. So when you think about that, how does that impact wait times? Are you going to end up waiting longer? It's hard to say. If you have Genie Plus. Well, because we don't know if they're doing like if they are aware of a 60-40 split, if they are doing maybe um I think that's why they know, sell eight out. Eight people go and then four people go. And so maybe they are doubling up on the um or they the Genie don't plus or that's lane, why they sell out the, the Genie lane. the Genie Plus so quickly or the the attractions are gone so quickly because they only give out so many spots. Yeah. So cuz they they have to only give out so many spots or the genie plus the lightning concept. lane becomes way, way over more, more crowded than the standby. So hope, and that's what we're implying that yeah. you could easily head in that direction. Well, they could, if they give, but then the other side of it is that they don't give out, they, they have to limit the spots so they don't overcrowd it. But then you, you paid for this thing and then uh Remy is gone or whatever the latest attraction is, is, gone within three minutes of the thing opening um, or they put it in an individual lightning lane and you're spending $15 or more or whatever it is per person to ride one ride. Well, and then, then when they rolled it out at world, ugh. you could buy it as a ticket add on, just like you could a park hopper, just like you, you could do with the, like the water park ticket add on. Yep. It was just a, a ticket addition. Yep. Which was okay at first. Guests wanted to buy that in advance. So it was not a day to day purchase. They had it. They didn't have to worry about it selling out. They didn't have to worry about the additional day to day cost or expense yep. tacked on to their trip afterward or during. Well, and it, yeah. And then people were having to wake up early in the morning every morning correct. to buy it for everybody in their party. To get all, That's and it was, amazing. it was doesn't so, exactly work right. Yeah. So it was Not a vacation. It was a pain to get up at 6 50 AM. <laughs> so then they took away the ability to buy it in advance. It's only going to be available day of. Yep. You can buy it after midnight and then start booking your, your first attraction after 7 AM. That's so hard on a vacation. That's not what I want to be doing. So, so if you think about the original, I, I'm going to call the vapor, the vapor pass pass, <laughs> the paper yep. fast pass. I'm going to call that generation one. Mm -hmm. That was like, that was, you walk up to the attraction, you put your key card in, it spits out a fast pass ticket with a return time. You plan ahead to return back to that attraction, yep. saved your place in line, you exchanged your paper fast pass for your entry into the attraction. Simple enough. And free. People complained that you had to run across the park and do this and do that. I preferred it. 
I think it, it was simple. Yep. It was available to everyone. It reduced your weight in time. It incentivized you going into the parks early. Yeah. And spending more time in the parks. And the more time you spend in the parks, the more food you're going to eat, the more beverages yeah. you'll consume, and the more, and the more goodies. the park you're going to experience. Yeah. But Disney so now. when you think about yeah. performances, shows. Yep. All of that. You were experiencing more of the park because you had this system that like you move through throughout the day. So anyway. Yep. So Gen 2. You move on. And then you reserve three attractions per day with FastPass Plus through the My Disney Experience app. And, and then whatever was available after you had used your, your reserved FastPasses, yep. you could then take whatever else was available in the app. You had a time advantage staying on property. You could book it further in advance. Yep. Rather than just being an individual ticket holder, staying elsewhere, or being a local. So a lot of the Florida locals didn't like that because if they weren't a, if they weren't an annual pass holder, they were basically left with leftovers, which excluded them from a lot of the e-ticket attractions. So well, th- then, it was we, aw- then yeah. we bump up. Well, that was awful when we would go with and meet up with you or other people and you're just going as a group or you're, and nobody has reserved the yep. exact same stuff. It was too hard to, and then everybody was clamoring, what, six months out or three months out? I don't remember anymore. To book. Um, it was gosh, awful. Gosh, that was You had to book two months your out. rides so far in advance. So that was, it definitely was down. Although, as a Disney fan, I hated it. But then you get to the parks and people would be like, oh, I got to book three of my rides before anybody else. And I got to get in the fast pass lane. I heard like some lady talking on her phone to, I was like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> so they, they, they marketed it brilliantly because people that are coming on vacation were like, oh, we get to pass all these people up and we got to book these way in advance and we had them all. But no, you could have just gotten on anything with a paper fast pass years ago. So anyway. And not done dealt dealt with it, but so yeah. You, so you went from very little planning. You, yep. You used to you just booked your dining, and that was all you needed to have booked ahead of your vacation. Yep. Then you went to dining and fast passes. Yep. Now with th- then we went to Gen Three with Genie Plus and Lightning Lane, where you could buy it in advance, but it didn't include all the attractions. So now we're kind of on this fourth generation where. You can't buy it in advance. You can only buy it day of. And 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 backing up to Gen 3, you had a fixed price per day. Yep. Where now you have demand pricing or peak pricing or seasonal pricing. Dynamic pricing. Dynamic pricing. Mm-hmm. Which means that it could be $15 per person per day or it could be $22 per person per day. And that's only what they we've seen in the example. So yeah, we don't know. I, the I, actual... I can imagine very quickly. It'll, it'll, it'll pass surpass the 25. Yeah. 30. Oh, yeah. I could see. I can't imagine Christmas could, and the holidays. I could see 25 very quickly being introduced. Because even if you're a family of four and it's $15 a day, that's an additional $60 for your park day. And in my opinion, that's $60 you're not spending on food and beverage or souvenirs. That's a lot of beverages and ice cream, Mickey Mouse ice cream bars. That's $60 can go far. Well, you $60 know what I mean. $60 can cover a, a meal and a snack. Yep. Yep. If, if, you're, if you're very budget conscious. Every day. So. I could do a lot with $60 in the park. You know, even if you're buying bottled beverages and ice cream novelties or popcorn, I would love $60 a day to spend on snacks. Well, (laughs) you add that to ticket prices that have gone up and snack prices that have gone up and and resort stays that have gone up and the economy overall that has gone up, gas prices. I mean, everything for everybody is unfortunately going up. So it, it, um, it hurts. It makes it so you've really got to figure things out 
Um, but, but people are buying them. And like Sharpie said, if you got over 60% of people doing that now, and I saw a post somewhere where people were comparing like, you know, uh, Magical Express is gone. They used to fly, you used to get a, you'd fly in and you'd get a free shuttle to and from. Oh, and the luggage service. Yeah. And the luggage service, they'd bring your luggage to and from. But now, and yep. the, the other thing too, I, I've visited a lot of resorts during this, during, during this stay. Yeah. Um, Wilderness Lodge, Animal Kingdom Lodge, uh, Port Orleans French Quarter, mm-hmm. um, just The face of the resort has changed because whenever you think about used to on your departure day, yeah. if you had a late flight, you go check your your luggage in yeah, and your luggage went to the airport ahead of you and you never, you didn't touch it again until you got home. Yeah, it was nice. And that, and that's no longer. Nope. That was really, that nice was a there. really valuable service that. Yeah, because you would check it. I miss. It's a lot less stressful to check it right there with a handful of people. Everyone talks about the Disney bubble. Magical Express created the ideal Disney bubble where it took so much off of families. And let's face it, the majority of people coming to Walt Disney World are coming with children. It took that pressure off of dealing with luggage. Yep. Or, or even think of elderly guests. I, yeah. I, I encountered a, a, an elderly couple here at the resort and they were struggling with their, just, just their carry on bag, getting it to the room. Yeah. And bell service was bringing the other stuff. And it's like, when you think about like how that has changed the vacation experience, I'm really shocked. There hasn't been a company step in and offer that service for a fixed price. It's got to be, the price has got to be too high that people won't. And Disney absorbed it at some ridiculous, because they, and then for some reason they, they didn't do it for a reasonable amount. They just a hundred percent got rid of it and left you holding the bag literally. <laughs> for, but on bump. For, Look at uh, Steve. for your luggage and your transportation. Um, that was an amazing service. And then it just st- slowly started going down. I mean, like you would just tag your bag and you know, you didn't have to even get it off the belt. You would just tag it at home, put it on the airline, and then you would just go have fun and it would be in your room. And then you would leave and you would take it to a place at the resort and it would show up uh, at your home city. And you, so you didn't have to drag it through the airport or any of that. Even if you had connections. I mean, you know, not like that has anything to do with was, Disney, but it just made it so easy. Because the, the airports are so hectic with all the screening and pre-check stuff. All It's a mess. And now you got to. So anyway, so they got rid of that. So you're paying for that. They added valley parking fees and resort parking fees. Um, Magical it, extras have kind of gone by the wayside. So, yeah, they definitely. And I know COVID came and things were closed and everybody needs to make money and, and they, and they are opening attractions at an un, unbelievable rate. So I, I enjoy that. And then, you know, once they open an attraction, they're maintaining it. I always think of the next new attraction, but you know, then they're still maintaining all the other attractions unless they're swapping one attraction for another. So they're increasing everything there with all these new rides and shows and, um, but they, um, they're definitely doing everything they can to make money. And it uh, it is definitely starting to take a toll on the Disney fans uh, that want to go more than just a one-time vacation. You definitely have to plan it out or have a strategy uh, or budget for it. Uh, I, I Unfortunately, I try to deny it and defend Disney. And, you know, over the years... There's been a lot of hype about Disney is catering to the wealthy um, with their pricing. And the more and more I see it, the the free things are going away. And as we've kind of covered, they've either been eliminated altogether or they've been um, continued, but at a cost. Mm-hmm. And with the continual increasing prices with resorts, what are we paying over at one of the deluxe resorts now? 
Oh, it's, it's a oh, lot. Jeez. <laughs> Rack rate. I mean, you're you're six seven easily into the three hundred easily into the three hundred plus per night at a deluxe. But like I said, easily. Okay. In, well, in excess. I know when we were looking at, when I was looking at, uh, when we did that uh, 101 on Port Orleans, which I can't even believe this is right. It was like from whatever to 525 a night for Port Orleans. Yeah. With a 25% off discount or something like that, that's, but, but Yuri, I, I would say your average price is, is 500 plus. I mean, that's, and that's just, yeah. but, and, and it, it's kind of crazy because we, we really do look, we do so much pricing with packages that it's oftentimes hard to understand. Yeah. It's all bundled. Exactly what your average nightly rate is. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you add tickets and then you used to add dining when that was in everything and they bundle it all up at, they, it's hard to figure out what each individual component is because they don't really want you to, they want you to ha- see the overall savings and they don't really tell you what you're saving on. So it does give you a so, better yeah, so, deal. So just looking here, your average for art of animation, you're looking at around $500 a night for a family suite. Yeah. For and that's, all that's, star movies, music, and sports, you're in the ballpark of around 190 per night. Yeah, when those opened, I remember they were under 100, and that was the big selling point. Yeah, I remember like a, a lead like rate in the of 80s. like maybe $85 yeah. in, in the really off seasons. Yeah, um, that was the thing. You could stay on Disney property instead of Kissimmee for under 100 correct. a night, and that was their selling point. Um, and you got all the same. Yeah. And you got everything. Features, benefits. But yeah. So yep. an average nightly rate in the moderate resort. So Caribbean beach, you're looking at around 300 per night, which again, your deluxe resort is in ex- ex- excess of that. Yeah. Uh, Coronado Springs, you're looking at it at around 270. Um, a room in the, the new tower, the Grand Destino Tower, is uh, is around three fifteen to three thirty. Um, yeah. A cabin at Fort Wilderness is four sixty five ish per night, and and again these are averages. Um, French Quarter average is around two forty two thirty to two forty per night. Uh, Riverside is around two twenty, uh, and then hopping over your your lowest tier of your deluxes, which of course would be Animal Kingdom Lodge, and and by by lowest tier I mean price wise, yeah. would be Animal Kingdom Lodge and Wilderness Lodge, and Animal Kingdom Lodge you're looking at around three eighty per night, Wilderness Lodge you're looking at around four fifty per night, uh, and then just a quick runoff Beach Club is around four seventy, Boardwalk is around five fifty. Contemporary is around 600. Grand Floridian is around 750. Polynesian is around seven or excuse me, 670 to like 750, depending on the night. Um, and again, these are average prices, not peak season prices, which are 25 to 30% higher. Yeah. Could be. Uh, and then. Uh, like I said, Wilderness Lodge, you're looking in, in, in that f- 450 range. Uh, and then Yacht Club, you're looking at an average of around uh, 540 to 550. So, yeah. And then if you hop over to the deluxe resorts, uh, and actually, the, I, a two bedroom, just giving you the highest price of anywhere. Looking specifically at Grand Floridian Villas, you're looking at around seventeen hundred dollars a night for a two bedroom. Yep. So, and your I'd... lowest, of course, in that class would be Saratoga, uh, and you're and and it's really only because of the size of Saratoga Springs and the resort volume. But you're looking at around eight ninety a night for a two bedroom. Uh, 
and again, that's your average, not low season, not high season. Mm. So that's right. Two bedrooms are all, except for old Key West and Saratoga, your two bedrooms are all in excess averages of $1,200 per night. Yeah, it's crazy. I've said it one time, at least one time before, when I worked at the Grand Floridian and I was there in the 90s and I worked the front desk, it was to stay in one of the rooms, not in the main building, but any of the other rooms, was uh, 240 a night. $240. And everybody would be like, oh, my God. Well, in the 90s, that was... That uh, was and now it's seven. Now it's averaging at like almost 800. It's like 750 a night. Yeah. And, and, and you're looking at that average, 240. You're looking at a, at a lower, t- one of the price tier wise, one of the lower tier moderate resorts yeah, yeah. for that same price compared yeah. to... Disney's flagship deluxe resort. Yeah, that's unbelievable. It's a lot. It's it goes up quick. Oh my gosh! A so, standard room uh-huh. during the Christmas season uh, at the Polynesian is around thirteen hundred dollars a night. Polynesian's nice. I saw the new, the remodeled Grand Floridian Mary Poppins, Mary Poppins rooms. They look nice. I think they did a good job there. I don't know if I haven't looked in a while, so I don't know if all the rooms have finally been redone at the Grand Floridian or if they've just started. Um, but the but there are some that at least are done, and I saw them on a video recently, and they looked amazing, and they needed to be redone. So I don't because sometimes we were there for events, and I was like, oh, I don't know, for seven fifty a night, this room is a little worn out. Um, so I'm glad that they've. Uh, redone all those rooms or in the process of doing them. So anyway, yeah, I, it's just everything in the entire world is going up and it's, uh, it's, it just seems that Disney gets a lot of the news, but it, it's kind of happening everywhere. So well, we wanted to give you some ideas. Yes. Lisa. Yeah. So we're talking about Genie Plus and we're kind of like, why, you know, why is it like this? But I'm trying to be better about doing this and I'm trying to find the bright side. And the bright side is that it turns it into an actual perk. If like Sharpie was saying, if everyone's got express or, you know, like a fast pass, if they've got lightning lane, then what's the point? I may as well go standby. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to make it a true perk that it's going to drive up the price. The more people that have it, it's, it's, I, I equate it to using the express lane. So if you get up really early and you use the express lane at 4 a.m., you know, we could pay a dollar. Uh, for the right. toll road. Because it's not in demand. Yeah. But you get on that road at 730 and you're going to be paying $4 to use that same road. But then again, at 10 o'clock, you might be da- down to $1.50. So it's supply and demand. They want to yeah. keep it. Well, for people... I assume this is everywhere, but in Georgia now we have some toll roads that are optional, but they're the same thing. They're not, okay, it's $2 to get in the toll lane. It's, it's just whatever it is. It's, it's a never, it's always variable. So the sign will say, okay, it's now today or from here to, from right now, it's $5 and 40 cents. If you get on here and you get off there, or it could be a dot or it could be $2 or it could be $6. As dash. From the Incredible says, "Yes, if everyone's special, <laughs> then, that yes, means no one's special. Yes, so that's that's what it is. So that is definitely the thing. And people talk about the parks are crowded or whatever. So Disney is increasing pricing to try to deter some of that potentially. Um, and then they're adding these things to that reduce the crowds and give. So so it's definitely if you're gonna get Genie Plus, you have to see is it worth." is it worth it for that day for that park? And there's definitely parks that I feel like there's more rides and attractions like the magic kingdom where genie plus might be something you want to buy versus Epcot or animal kingdom where genie plus might not have as many attractions on the list and be worth it for that amount. So I definitely think Hollywood studios and magic kingdom are the two that you would look at if you're going to do those parks. 
and you wanted to get into a shorter line on some of the rides, that might be it. And then people are buying Lightning Lane. Um, you know, I guess if I'm traveling from overseas and this is my one-time trip to Disney World, then I would maybe buy Lightning Lane to hit some, you know, I'm not going to be back here for the foreseeable future and I want to see uh, Galaxy's Edge or something and I want to ride Rise of the Resistance and want to make sure I get on, then maybe I would buy it. Um, but for me, I, I can't imagine, I don't really want to pay an individual attractions, but evidently people, a lot of people do. It's just hard for me to process. Yeah. It's how compartmentalized. Well, it's gotten so much more complex in a matter of no time. Yeah. The thing is you used to pay your ticket price. I know everyone walking in the gate (laughs) walked in with the same access to everything that your ticket purchased. Yeah. Well, all of the attractions. Well, let's go wait. Let's start. Let's start. So this is the other thing I was thinking about. Originally you paid a very small amount and you bought tickets. You bought a through E ticket books. And as a kid, I would go and you would get these ticket books just like at a carnival. And you would use the E ticket to ride on Big Thunder or Space Mountain. And then once a, you B, C, D, and E tickets. And the E tickets cost you more money, but they were the better attractions. And you've only got a few in a book. You could buy a book and then as opposed to buying individual tickets and it was a better deal. And you would end up going home and you'd have leftover A and B tickets because you didn't want to do the people mover or whatever was on there for the the A tickets. And so you would always have some of those left over. But you would pay a small amount and then you would ride what you want with the tickets that you wanted. And then they were like, okay, let's go, like Sharpie was saying, let's go to, let's get rid of these tickets and let's just pay, have them come in for a higher price and then everybody can ride everything. But now they've done both. Now you're paying the high price to get in. Yep. And, you're paying- and it is the highest <laughs> I know. single day ticket price I know. of any theme park. So now you pay the highest price to get in. And then basically you're back to buying a ticket book of sort, even though it's a digital or a lightning lane individual ticket book. Uh, and you're doing it that way through on a, on a phone. So that's how technology works and things work. But when you have the most popular product and everybody wants to go uh, and everybody's opening up their uh, purse strings to, to do it, that's what happens. Um, and until that, isn't happening. I, I Based don't off see of going park on. attendance last year. Universal gained a lot of ground on Disney. Well, that's definitely happening. Um, and for strategies of what to do in Orlando uh, to save money, I've, I've seen a lot of people say um, I'm going to universal because uh, and locals or, or whatever, or, or because the ticket price is less. Um, you don't have to have a park reservation. Yeah, you and uh, you can get Express, or uh, or if I'm an annual pass holder, I can get I can get a lot more. Um, and then they're opening Epic Universe in uh, I want to say 24, um, which is going to be a, a game changer, I think. So Universal, but you know, it I can see Universal's you know increasing prices of things because everybody starts out as the underdog, and then eventually they're no longer the underdog and they have to. They're a contender. Yeah. So right now you can do a lot with Universal um, and have an amazing experience if you haven't done it uh, and save on certain areas. Uh, or you just have to figure out Disney a different way. You have to go when uh, room pricing is the lowest because it's dynamic. Uh, and, you know, so you're, you have to go in off seasons and then your Genie Plus is less expensive and your room pricing is less expensive. So you have to find just different ways of, of doing it. But there's also, we were Sharpie and I and Lisa were talking before the show about just Orlando or just that whole area in general and how many other things there are that are amazing and fun. Like I know Sharpie on another show, like SeaWorld is like the, the deal that nobody thinks about that's amazing and if you have never done discovery cove if you have been coming to orlando for years and have never done discovery cove 
and you love water, I'll, I'll add that in there because oh, yeah. if you don't love water, then Discovery Cove's not for you. <laughs> but if if you want the feeling of an all-inclusive resort and just a completely timeless day, you don't have to look at the clock. You don't have to worry. Yeah. If, if you have a, like a lot of excursion or, or experiences and stuff booked, yeah, you have to look at those. But otherwise, my day at Discovery Cove with the boys was one of the first days in five years yep. that I didn't care what time it was. <laughs> I, I And, and that, that well, that's, feeling is yeah, just that's true because where, where we had booked so far in advance – and and checked in first thing in the morning. Our dolphin swim was first thing in the morning, and that was it. Well, my next care was yep. when is lunch? <laughs> yeah, which which year, many many moons ago you could do that at Disney, but you can't anymore because you're you're scheduled on everything, and you have to be running around. And it's, and that it, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, I didn't have. I I I I didn't. I, I even though I had a waterproof case on my phone i put my phone in the locker and didn't touch it all day long yeah so the phone the phone was gone the time i didn't care what time it was if i wanted to go spend an hour floating in the lazy river i went and floated three hours in the lazy river (laughs) and by the way there are two lazy rivers oh yeah oh at discovery cove or at at discovery cove oh i did not know that you have an interior loop uh-huh. where the water is a little bit warmer. Kind of, it's more like kind of a Caribbean temperature water, mm-hmm. and then you have the outer loop that that's a, a pretty standard normal Orlando pool temperature. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason for that is the water is very deep in the standard uh, Lazy River, but on, on the interior loop, it's a lot more shallow. Mm. So, the, so the water up warms more. up. Yeah. A, a lot, a lot higher during the day. Nice. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it was incredible. And then the, the reef swim, your, your wetsuit is included. Your snorkel is included. Your mask is included. Your food is included. Your drinks are included. You have the option to upgrade to, to the completely free package where even your alcohol is all included. So it, it's, if, if you want that type of day that you used to experience at Disney where you didn't care what time it was, do Discovery Cove. Yeah. Get get there, experience that, and then experience the other SeaWorld parks, SeaWorld, Aquatica. Aquatica is fantastic. It's a really, really great water park. And, and it has – I'm going to throw a number out there. Four times – the number of attractions that either of Disney's water parks have. Yeah. It's another it's hidden a gem. completely different experience. It is. Yeah. It's more like a water theme park. Yeah. Aquatica's nice. It's, I, I haven't been since it opened, but it was a long time ago, but it was amazing. Um, anything else in Orlando? Cause I know that's what you're kind of doing this trip. Yeah, so the other thing that's been on my geek list for a very long time mm-hmm. uh, is Bach Tower Gardens. Oh, I've the seen Bach the tower. tower. I've never been. It is located over near Lake Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built and donated to the people. Um, it is now kept in, in, in conservancy mm-hmm. with, with, with a, n- a nonprofit foundation mm-hmm. uh, who maintains it and funds it and continues to improve it. Um. Entry price is very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a historic home to tour on the property um, that you, you can do a combo pass. I think you pay like maybe four or five dollars more uh, to tour tour the home as well. Uh, and the important thing to note here is that there is an entire kids garden oh, that's cool. has like playground equipment and really hands-on experiential learning type stuff. So, so don't think, Oh, it's a botanical garden. It's like really hoity toity. It's not, not for a family. 
especially in the off season, if you're coming to Orlando, like I can see how in in the heat of summer, really touring a garden all day is really not high on people's list. But if you're going in the off season, like the temperatures when I was there on Saturday were absolutely perfect. I enjoyed the day. I had, I did something that I hadn't done a really long time. I had my, um, digital camera and I'm a big photography buff. So I love, we've, we've done a photography show or two before mm-hmm. uh, Steve and I have. Um, and so I just, I just spent the day. And the funny thing is like when I got to like one part of the garden, there was this gigantic spider web over the trail that had a banana spider in it. Uh. And it was, so I just, i shot photos of the spider. It was just really, really cool. Um, they have the Bach tower, uh, get, go into a little bit more details of that. Uh, it, it's a, it's a, um, a Carillon. So it is a, a, a bell tower that is played by hand. It is, there is nothing mechanized. Uh, the bells do not play on their own. Uh, there's a Carillon who plays, the Carillon, hmm. uh, and it, it is, it was just magical. And it's not like the classical pieces that no one's heard of. Mm-hmm. It's pop music. It was like <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, um, <laughs> nice. journey. I mean, th- there was all sorts of stuff. It was standards from like Frank Sinatra, um, well, that's cool. All sorts of great music. And, and they, each concert is a little bit different throughout the day. Uh, so you never know what you're going to find. I got there a little bit around, I got there around 1245. The first concert was at one. I stayed until after the second concert at three and both programs were entirely different. So I'm again, huge nerd, love gardens, also love music. So, it, and, and, the tower itself is magnificent. I mean, it's just, uh, it's absolutely beautiful. All of the landscaping on the property, uh, was done by the same landscape architect. Um, uh, Frederick Olmsted, I believe, uh, if memory serves me correctly, my brain's a little foggy this evening. Uh, but he's also the landscape architect who designed the national mall in Washington, DC. So a very, very, very historic and prominent figure. Uh, so just the historic context alone and the fact that, that, that this was built in the 1920s and is still, uh, well-maintained and, and still serving, as as a respite, not only for for humans to go and explore, but also for wildlife and birds, and uh, it's it's it was really a, a super enjoyable afternoon. That's so. cool. Yeah, there's so many things like that. Just in that, I, I as a kid, I remember going to the Strawberry Festival, which was one of these. There's tons of festivals around that area. I'm sure there's a zillion more nowadays, but everything. I think it's. I want to say Lakeland uh, had the strawberry mm-hmm. festival. Actually, I made my way over to Lakeland after uh-huh. I went to Bach Tower because I went to the campus of Florida Southern College. Mm-hmm. May have never heard of it, um, but its significance is that it is the largest single site collection of Frank Lloyd Wright architecture in the world. Oh, that's cool. So I, I love I love the work of Frank Lloyd Wright. I love his. Uh, his style and his philosophy. And it was really cool to see they, they offer guided tours. Uh, they offer one that's kind of just kind of a basic tour. Uh, then they offer one that's a little bit more in depth, uh, very reasonably priced. Uh, they're really nice visitor center there. Uh, really, really for someone who has a, a specific interest in architecture uh, or American history and Frank Lloyd's right role, Frank Lloyd Wright's role in American history, specifically in the designing an American style of architecture, uh, it, it's a definite visit um, because it's there's a, a lot of his like signature mm-hmm. inclusions on buildings and his style uh, and just kind of repetitive organic architecture. Um, it, it's it was a really really fascinating. Oh, that's cool, and that's not too far away on campus. No, no, not at all. Yeah. And and also snuck in a visit uh, to a vintage shop that I follow on social media. Uh Uh, It's called Forever Vintage. And it's not your average 
vintage shop. It is Disney specific. Oh, I keep seeing these and I want to go to one. Uh huh. Surplus from the resort. I've seen these. So if you want the bed skirt from Animal Kingdom Lodge. Sharpie, I beg you, stop. Which There's I so many stop. cool things. <laughs> there's one in Lake. Is it the there's one in Lakewood, I think. It's at an antique market that sells a lot of stuff, but I it does not sound like the same one. But, yeah, no, so this where, is where's like, it, this is all they do. Where is it but at? Right now, as the pirate rooms oh, are I saw being those. phased out. I saw those. Oh, so cool. Of, of 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 the Caribbean Beach Resort, you can buy all of the furniture and fixtures from a pirate room. I saw one of the pirate beds, like the whole bed, which looked cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the $350, the one I saw somewhere on, yep. on, on one of those places. And I was you like, can get the nightstands. Yes. You can get the chests. Yes. Uh, you can even get like the mini fridge cabinet that's like a uh, half Like a, a barrel. whiskey barrel thing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's the cool. The divider curtain between the artwork, the bathroom, the the the, the wall art. Mm-hmm. You can get wall art from Disney Cruise Line. They had a couple deck chairs there from Disney Cruise Line. So where is this one they located? What's it called? Uh, it is located. Oh, gosh, Sharpie, stop! Every time I go, I'm like, I should stop at one of these places <sighs> and just bring the van. <laughs> Because I like the but, Polynesian but the stuff. Is like as I mapped out my 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 trip, uh-huh. I went there first, and then I went to the gardens, and mm-hmm. then I went o- over to Lake uh, or over to Lakeland. So, mm-hmm. um, but is it around Orlando area? It, it is. It, all of this is between Orlando and Tampa. Yeah. Okay. I've so also yeah, seen. Is, I think uh, it's the it li- Winter Haven. Okay, so Winter Haven. And then I've seen. A couple others. I know, I think it's the Lakewood Antique Market has, you know, but everybody has little booths in there and they, uh-huh. there's uh, Universal Studios stuff in there and there's, but it's, it's very expensive that. Um, but then I saw one that's kind of like a storage uh, shed that some guy comes to every Saturday and Sunday opens up and it's just got a ton of resort furniture surplus. And, um, but it sounds like, this was the first, the one that you're talking about with the pirate rooms. I mean, it was pretty reasonable for that type of stuff. At least what I. And the thing to remember is this is directly out of the room. Yeah. Like so some of the stuff is new in the package. Like some of yep. the bed scarfs and stuff like that are brand new. It was overstock. They switched designs. Yep. Like bed pillows, couch pillows, all of that stuff, like where they're currently renovating the villas um, or now Boulder Ridge villas. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff from Wilderness Lodge was over there. Mm-hmm. Light fixtures, the old um, like stained glass um, and metal cutout, like animal head light fixtures from Wilderness Lodge. Um, all of that was there, but they also have like vintage, like wall art, like numbered and signed lithographs. Yeah. So that's um, nice. Benches, yeah. um, like some some cast costume pieces. Um, yeah, so there's some other stuff that's not just hotel all, redone. All sorts of stuff. That's cool. Yeah, I need to go. And like with, tons of fabric with rugs the, with the van, lobby furniture, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I and saw if huge. Them, if you want to follow them on social media, it is Forever Vintage. Is is their name? Yeah, I want to get some Polynesian stuff. Oh, they have like the Polynesian lamps. Yeah, they with have a little like the bathroom vanity sets. Yeah, uh, they have a, they had a few chairs um, from the Pineapple Lanai. It's mm. so like you know, like the yellow. It's like the metal mm-hmm. yellow metal with like the blue collar vinyl seating. Um, all sorts of stuff. Tons of mirrors. Tons and tons and tons <laughs> of Disney Resort mirrors. There's a lot of, yeah. And then uh, way back when armors were the thing with TVs in them years ago. They're so big. And, and they're huge and they weigh a ton and you can't get rid of them. Nobody wants them anymore. But and I think like they've gone through a, all those. Um, as they've remodeled some of the higher end restaurants, like oh, you nice. can get the wine cooler from Victoria and Albert's. Oh, that's right. They redid Victoria and Albert's. Some what of, can you like, get from the, that? 
wine cooler. Wine cooler. And there's also a buffet there from Victorian Alberts that has like the granite top and there's some marble vanities and stuff like that. There, It's a small place. It's not big at all, hmm. but they have a lot of really cool stuff packed in there. Um, yeah, it would be cool. It's, it's really cool. So, and, and I couldn't, I couldn't leave without making a purchase. So did you fly or drive? I drove. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we got to yeah. see what he got. There you go. So you drove, so, so you can so get a couple of things. my one and only purchase, I had been looking for like a, a, a wall rack, like to hang coats or, or, or whatever on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have one from the remodel of Saratoga Springs. And I love it. It has like the, that, um, hexagon, yep. uh, knobs on it and it's, it's wood. This was brand new, never hung up, never used. Well, you figure uh, they probably meant to go into the grand villas uh-huh. when they were remodeled, but apparently they went a different direction. So ah. yeah. Yep, or they might have a couple extra That's cool. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to go. But it was very difficult not to buy random things. <laughs> I know. I know. Like the one thing I really gave a lot of consideration to buying uh-huh. was the old postage stamp art from the Villas at Wilderness Lodge. Oh, I don't remember. They were, it was above the uh, dining table. Mm. It's above the dinette. Yes, yeah, because they have so much artwork from all the, yep. and then they clean out thousands of rooms and they have thousands of pieces. And of they have like, like a, a couple bathroom doors from the animal kingdom lodge remodel. Like the, the sliding doors. doors. <laughs> it's all sorts of random, like yeah. some of the stuff you're like, where is this even from? Like when they remodeled, when they did the soft goods remodel for Bay Lake tower, mm-hmm. you, you can get practically any decor yep. and, and, they have plates from practically every Disney restaurant. Um, it's crazy. Ton, they had tons of like soup bowls from Disney cruise line. Oh my gosh. So just all sorts, all sorts of stuff. So it's cool. That's definitely a, yeah. See, that's a day. That's a fun trip where you just kind of go and window shop, maybe buy a few things. And I'm telling you those pirate bedrooms were going like hotcakes. Yeah, I mean, they were like Mickey waffles. They were horrible they were, they were, for to stay in, but they were hot off the press, just like a Mickey waffle. But they looked cool, like what a cool theme room. And then the one I saw, which was three fifty for the for the for the bed, which was cool because it has like the mask. The irony is those beds had such a reputation. I know they were the worst, really uncomfortable. They were the worst. But then you put your own mattress in it if you can fit one in it. That's the thing, right? The thing is that they. I think back yeah, in the day, they weren't, standard. they weren't standard. So they had these horrible mattresses that were made to fit in them. Um, but for a kid's room, they were, it's so cool. And for 350 bucks, that's super cheap, but then you got to get it home. <laughs> and really no they're, matter the resort, huge. Th- they had either bedding or pillows or yep. something. <laughs> from almost every resort remodel that's happened over the last, I'm going to say three years. Yeah. And you know, they're getting that stuff. They're buying it at some Disney thing for so much cheaper and then marking it up and they're making money. They're making some good money on it. But because the, fu- the funny thing is the bed scarf on my bed at home is from animal kingdom lodge. Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. That is shocking. Cause I had bought this from them on eBay. Oh, nice. So, they they have they have a, a, a online sales too. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's hard to pass up. I've day. seen some stuff like yeah, it's pretty cool. If you're a Disney nerd, you, I I always want to go. Uh, it's but, cool to have a like a little yeah sprinkle of the magic. But usually when we drive and then I'm leaving and then my my family <laughs> brings so much luggage that I'm like I don't know I'm going to go to this place and we have so much luggage already I can't. I have to go well, by did myself. You, did you see what I tagged Lisa on? I did. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Sharpie. I, I saw. You're so mean the, to me. The, the Penske truck out in front of the Saratoga Spring. Lisa, Bell Services is here with your luggage. We have yeah. so much luggage. Yeah. It's more on the way out than the way in. Which is which is okay on a Disney trip, but on an international trip, it's it's real. It's brutal. I I've done it. Yeah. In Europe, it's 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 no fun. 
I did have to get a suitcase in Europe. And then uh, you get an Uber in the, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, Switzerland and, and there you're like, oh boy. <laughs> like the whole time I'm going through there, I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want yeah, that. that's so the cool. Whole time I'm walking through saying, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Where would I put it? I have enough stuff. I have this Disney stuff. I have I that know. Disney stuff. But if you go through the store or the entire, you know, the place and, and you just have no mindset that it's for sale, if it's just like a museum and you're going through and you're like, that's cool. Oh, I remember that. Or where was that? Okay. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, I can get it for 80 bucks. Stop it. And then you're like, no, like, it's, and it's not like just some trinket from a Disney store. It's like an actual thing from a resort that you have a connection with. That's the, it's that's like a celebrity. Like that's the props it's, from restaurants. Yeah. It's like the prop. It's yeah. like an official Disney prop. Candle holders. Yeah. It's like a piece of your childhood that you can now own and bring home. They've had some of the stateroom tables from Disney Cruise Line before. Yeah, it's cool. I I have not been to one. I have seen many videos. Um, and it would. I used to go when I was a cast member. They had uh, what was it called? Now I can't remember. Behind the Magic Kingdom, the cast connection. Yeah, it was. It was called something. It was a uh, property control. It wasn't. It wasn't as fancy as a name. Well, you could buy everything as a cast member, um, but it wasn't anything good. Although they did have arcade games when they would get rid of arcades, but they were always broken. And so you were always trying to figure out how to fix them, but they would have the trucks. And, but um, basically it was a lot of broken junk that um, they couldn't sell anymore. Um, so I don't know, whatever. I, I did buy two arcade games there. Um, and I did buy uh you could buy, I remember like for $50, you could get a box of, of lost and found sunglasses. Like the, like oh a, gosh, like a, hilarious. like a huge box. Like you could put it like a little kid could bury themselves in because after a while, after they haven't been claimed, they just go there and they would just fill like a, you know, a three foot by a three foot box or of sunglasses, like massive for 50 bucks. It was just random. Um, and then they had a place underneath the magic kingdom. Do you remember that place, Lisa? That was, they had another place that mostly in the magic kingdom was in the tunnels, The ba not the basement. What was it? It was, it was another thing. It had another, I was there every week. It had another cutesy name. It was, but mostly broken figurines. Like uh, if there was a Tinkerbell figurine, had a little that, chip in that it, that had a chip on it. That's where all that stuff went. And it was discounted for cast members. There was property control and then there was. Yeah, it was the, everybody who worked there a long time ago yes. screaming at us. I don't know. Disney Connect, Disney Connection or the, I don't know. It was this little tiny store in the tunnels full of broken figurines that you could buy. Um, now it's much bigger stuff. I did see they had like a, like at ESPN or something, they had a giant event with cast members with it looked like football fields of stuff inside that they were, you know, that, that was uh, something else that I remember seeing there too, was a, a, a piece of memorabilia from the ESPN. Oh, way back the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I see. I saw a lot of Halloween horror night stuff over at uh, Lakewood antique mall. Uh, from a couple of Halloween Horror Nights ago that they were uh, in one of the booths. And then oh, there's and, and tons of like the drink mugs. Yeah. The, like the um, the set of three. One was a popcorn bucket. One was a sipper. And may, maybe the other one was a popcorn bucket too. But they were all the um, figures from the Haunted Mansion. Oh, that's kind of cool. The whole set there. Oh, that's cool. Like many of them. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting what doesn't sell and what does sell. But it's much better. That's a lot cooler stuff than because you can go to these uh, the the outlet mall and there's a what is it like? What's the store? Character the, warehouse. Yeah, character yeah. warehouse. I do like going there. And we'll go there occasionally, and you can get stuff because you know uh, Flower and Gardens over, so the stuff ends up there or whatever. Um, and it's usually highly discounted. Although 
or you know the 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 maiden cruise for the whatever mm-hmm. stuff or, ends or up after there. they uh they will discontinue yeah. one itinerary for the season yeah all of the alaska yep 2020 merchandise <laughs> yes. that never got sold is there <laughs> But the problem sometimes is if it was $120 for a sweatshirt and now it's $65 and it's like something like that, you're kind of like, oh, it's still. Occasionally you do find Harvey's bags, Dooney bags. Yeah. um, Lounge fly. You you do find them there. Pandora beads, Alex and Ani bracelets. That's cool. So like not just like, like off the rack stuff. Yeah. so, and, and like they, they have a whole case that has like jewelry items and stuff like that. Yeah. So watches, um, wall art. They sell a lot of prints there. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes on the way home, we end up stopping there at one of the m- multiple ones. Um, we're usually over the one at, closer to Universal Studios at that outlet mall. Um, and we. But and, long and story up- short, if you're looking for other stuff to do in the Orlando area that still has a touch of Disney magic or is just a great change from your everyday life. You have tons of options. Yeah. It, it, of options. You, you don't have to be in the park every day and, and, and paying for lightning lanes and genie plus. And, and or if uh, you were a yearly Disney parks visitor, choose two parks, go to, go to two parks, spend several resort days, pool days, yeah. go over to the, to the outlets on Vineland, go, um, Go to Universal for two days, go to SeaWorld for a day, go to Aquatica for a day, Legoland, just opened the new Peppa Pig area. Yep. So. Go to Character Warehouse for a day. Go to. <laughs> well, even like you went to Bach well, Gardens you're end and up stuff, right? As much as you would if you had gone to a park for the day, but you know. But you come home with some really cool stuff. You come with some cool Disney merch. If you drove. Or if you fly, you can, I guess, get some other stuff shipped. Um, if it's not super heavy, you can't get a pirate bed on the, on the plane. But, uh, oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, and see, now I got to go Sharpie. The other thing, some of my social media is filled with these uh, other Orlando restaurants. I, I feel like that whole area has got some really cool dining experiences. You're not, you don't have to eat on property. Like if you could get out, there's a ton of things in the Orlando area that I'm like, oh, I need to try this barbecue place or this Chinese place or this Korean barbecue or this Japanese place that's all run by robots. That's the or, other thing too is there's some really great food in Orlando. Yeah, there's some really cool places that I haven't tried um, all around. And, and um, so from from that point of view too. And then Sharpie and I were just touching on this and I haven't been to any of these yet, but every time I see them, in my social media feeds, I'm like, oh, I need to take the kids there. And it's all these different like wildlife attractions like springs and with manatees or crystal mm-hmm. crystal clear water that you can go canoeing on. Or there's like all these little, I don't know. And I drive by them all the time. I see the exit signs for them and I'm like, I should probably go there sometime uh, and just get a canoe or go swimming or just see the natural real florida um but the water looks amazing i'm sure it's freezing cold <laughs> and uh and a little more crowded than i see on the videos that i see uh but it does look like fun all sorts of adventures to be had yes coco beach isn't far away tampa is an hour and a half yeah everything's yeah the, yeah orlando's in a good good spot uh, oh, then so if you, you want to spend a few beach days, spend a couple days at Disney, go spend a couple days at the beach or, or even go do a three day like weekend cruise out of Port Canaveral. Yeah, that's right. We were talking about that. And if you can't uh, and the Disney cruises. Uh, now that they're getting up and running again, there's still some good deals on Disney cruises, but you can get a Royal Caribbean cruise out of there at a great price. You can get a Carnival cruise out of there at a great price. Lots of cruise lines out of Port Canaveral uh, for some amazing deals. Still. And there are some really cool putt-putt golf courses in Orlando. Oh, that's true. I love that. We, we did the Winter Summerland uh, a couple of years ago. That was a lot of fun. 
I haven't, and we did. Fan, I've done Fantasia Golf over at Disney as well. There's one at Universal Studios that looks super cool that I've never done, but I see it every time I'm on the people mover sidewalk thing. And then just Orlando in itself, when you're over there by uh, International Drive, probably has a ton of really cool places. That whole area over there has got a ton of stuff. Oh, see, now I want to go again. We were thinking about going for the Christmas holidays some, sometime from November to November, December. And getting a little Christmas spirit going and hitting Universal and seeing the things at Universal uh, and seeing some of the things at Disney and then off property as well and just kind of going around. And we did talk about, yeah, uh, holidays at SeaWorld are amazing as well. So I don't know. Lisa and I and the kids might go. We haven't figured it out if we're going. We might go for the holidays at some point. Right? It's a possibility. Oh, now That'd it's a possibility. Fun. Well, I don't know. Cause I was like stuff happening. I know. And it's, it's a possibility. I might go. I, I'm kind of excited. And then I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. All the stuff unfolding. So we might, you can come back with a bed. That would be worth it. <laughs> you guys don't get to, bed. you've got to leave room in the van for a lot of stuff. Hmm. All we'll right. We'll get a trailer. We'll wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. All right. So we're going to wrap up the show right here. I'd like to thank Pixie Vacations for sponsoring the podcast. If you have comments or questions for us, please send those to us at comments at mousechat.net. Thanks so much for listening, and please join us again next time on Mouse Chat.